Welcome back, guys. It's Anne-Marie and Dr. Jamie. It has been way too long. But we got to see each other in person. We got to hug each other. I know. So We hung out like every day. It was amazing. We're, we're back in our groove. Um, right? We were all like, we're going to record when we're together. And then yeah, we were please. like, we're just going to have fun. We're just going to hang gonna out. Go to the Santa Monica Pier. Eat some funnel cakes. <laughs> You know, that just, actually happened. I don't know if that got documented, but that actually happened. Yeah, I say and I, Jamie's husband, ate an entire funnel cake at the Santa Monica Pier. So there we go. You know, it's all about balance. Maybe lately it's a lot less about balance. <laughs> well, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the simplest thing that yet is one of the hardest things for me to do. And I always end up either asking you or my husband because he's way more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. When I'm working out, depending on the workout, you eat differently. You wait certain amount of times before you eat. Um, you would eat more protein, less protein, more, I don't know, carbs, etc. I always say if you're working out, less sugar is better, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, so <laughs> the other day, Jamie did a live with um, with Kira Stokes and a lot of the questions um, like I have were like, okay, so if I'm doing weights for 30 minutes, um, how long should I wait before I do my carbs? So let's just go straight into it. Let's just make this super informational, like just basically like point A to point B. Okay. Let's start okay. with the weights because I think that's the biggest question. People that are lifting, that are trying to build muscle, what's the right thing to do? Do they eat before? Do they go on an empty stomach? Do they drink water during? Do they not? Go. Got it. Okay. <laughs> before I go into that, I'm going to tell you, Marie, that the more you work out, the less sugar you have is actually the wrong way to think about it. Um, because sugar is a carbohydrate and carbohydrate is necessary. I mean like cookies, exercise. not like sugar from fruits. That's the difference, right? So yes. Everybody should reduce their sugars yeah. all the time, as often as we can, working yeah. out or not working processed out. Processed sugars, I should have said. Now, some people would say it'd be even worse to have processed sugars if you're not working out, because then you're definitely not even burning through them, right? So just to, to table that one, generally speaking, less processed sugar across the board, better for everybody. Not to be confused with fruit sugars and carb sugars and all that. So let's talk about working out. So there's different types of workouts. There's strength workouts, there's cardiovascular workouts, there's combination of strength and cardio, which is very popular today in like boot camps and hit classes. And there's a lot of confusion around should you eat with them or should you not? But there's always going to be some level of, of um, independent necessity here, right? Everyone is a little bit different. There will be people who say like, I, I physically can't eat before I work out or I'll vomit. Um, but I'm talking more in generals. When you are trying to build muscle and trying to increase your strength, you can't expect the body to burn its fat sources and pull from a depleted fuel source while simultaneously building and, and increasing muscle mass. You need the ability of the muscle to build strength through the availability of food. It's a much more complicated process than that. But what I'm getting to is I'm getting to saying that if you're somebody who has a dedicated strength program and you're lifting weights, then that should not be fasted. You should not be coming off of six or 12 hours of not eating to then go exercise and uh, try and build muscle. Now, 
what does that look like? Some people say, well, my, my lifting weights is only a five pound dumbbell or a 10 pound dumbbell. So does that really matter? Well, maybe it matters less than somebody who's doing 35 or 40 pound dumbbells or, you know, back squatting a hundred pounds. So your particular workout does make a difference, but instead of getting caught in the, um, in the specifics or the particulars there, let's think about it like this. Is your workout intended to build muscle and get stronger? If it is, you want to think about having food before and having protein after. If your workout is more cardio-based, intended to just get a good sweat, get your heart rate up, then you could potentially do that fasted or just with hydration. Everything should be with hydration. You should never do any workouts without hydration. So the simplest answer is it would be okay to do some form of fasted cardio. It is not a good idea to do a fasted strength workout. The next question is, well, what if they're both together? What if I'm doing a boot camp or a HIIT class? In that case, it would not be a good idea to do it fasted because the definition of high intensity interval training is high intensity, needing to pull more energy for that workout and you wanna get the most out of that workout and therefore being fasted in that workout is not something that I recommend. Does that mean that you need to have a full meal, an egg wrap with cheese and onions? No, you need to be mindful of what you are eating because the context of what you're eating is gonna make a difference. But if you were to have a banana with some almond butter, or you were to have a mush before your workout, or you were to have a protein bar, that would, for most people, be enough to take them out of a fasted state and to supply some energy to their workout. I'm talking about mostly people who are in fitness. So if you happen to be someone who's a strong athlete listening, then you need to be a little bit more specific and dialed in in your nutrition in a different way. But generally speaking, so the next question is then what about afterwards? Do I really need to eat after my workout? And again, you want to think about what you just did. In order to build muscle, you have to break it down. In order to repair, we need protein. So it is a good idea to have food after your workout. I would say it's more important to have food after than it is to, to have food before, but being completely fasted before is not a great idea. So I would say something like, again, we'll go back to mush, right? We love mush oatmeal. We've talked about it on here. Anne-Marie talks about it a lot in her stories. Like someone could have a small mush an hour before their workout. That's not their meal. They then may still eat afterwards, but it's allowing them to go through that workout in a non-fasted state. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how long after the workout? How, how long should you wait after the workout? Is there such a thing or does it not really matter? I say 30 to 60 minutes. I don't think that you should go three or four hours after your workout before you eat. I thought that was before. Got it. I thought, got it. Okay. So also either way, before. got it. Okay. Right. Like maybe you'll have something like a mush or a banana and almond butter, you know, a half hour before you work out on your, on your drive to your Pilates studio. And then afterwards you'll have a proper meal. So let's talk about the proper meal. So I'm going to say I'm going to have scrambled eggs with turkey bacon. Is that too much? Is that too much fat? Is that okay? Because the idea, right, everyone says, and I think about it, and I know you educate me, but I still always ask and go back to the same questions because I just, I don't know as much as you do, and I don't think I'll ever be able to get there. Um, it's like just getting it really right because... Let's just say I asked you and you're like, well, 
how about you know you do a really nice protein shake with a really good protein powder really well sourced like what would be the better decision it's not that one it's not about one being better than the other but if you have both choices which one should you pick first I don't think one is better than the other. So I don't think one needs to be picked first. I think it depends on how you feel, where you are, what you okay. have access to, right? Like you said, is turkey bacon and eggs too much fat? Well, too much fat for what, right? Okay. That depends on what the rest of the day looks like. Um, but turkey bacon and, and scrambled eggs could be a great way to put some fats and some proteins back into your body after doing a harder workout. For other people, they might not want to add the bacon because that would feel like too many calories or fats for them. And they may do, you know, eggs and, and vegetables scrambled because then they'll get some fibers and they'll get some protein. So um, I think the bigger question is what is what does it look like to eat balanced around workouts, right? If that if that's a better way to put it. And eating mm -hmm. balanced around a workout means that you do have carbohydrate, you do have fat, and you do have protein. You probably don't want to have a lot of fats before your workout because that can cause your stomach to feel a little bit more um, labored in digestion. It's probably not a good idea to have a lot of fibers before your workout either because you can feel gassy, you can feel descended, it can not feel great. Yeah. Simple, simple fibers and carbohydrates might do a little bit better. Um, this is why I brought up things like mush, banana, almond butter, protein bar. They're generally more digestible for people. Yeah. And somebody on the call is going to be like, not me. If I eat mush, my stomach is, of course, everyone has is going to Yeah, say this is like, this is an, an overall, this is not specifics, you know. Correct. Obviously, if oatmeal doesn't agree with you. Well, guess what? Do not do overnight oats, right? Like, find <laughs> exactly. the thing that agrees with you. The things that already worked, you're just going to like put them in different places, you know, at now, different times. That and that's why you might decide, okay, well, I know proteins, fibers, carbs, and fats are all important. So if I did a mush before the workout, because it's pre-digested, I'm going to get some carbohydrates. It's going to feel good. Faster carbohydrates, go to my workout. And then after your workout, you might say, well, I didn't really get much protein or, you know, fats in there. Um, so that's where I'm going to have my eggs and avocado or my eggs and turkey bacon. And you're thinking about the full diet and getting in all those things. You're just dividing it because one's going to feel better before the workout and the other's going to feel better after the workout. How does, um, for example, let's say you always talk about your yogurt and granola. How does the yogurt and granola fit into this conversation? Is that a good post-workout meal? So I think it can be either. I think it can be pre or post depending on timing, right? And depending on where you are in the day. So if my workout is very, very early in the morning, I'm generally not going to have that. I don't want it super, super early. I might just have a piece of sourdough toast and some, you know, uh, some nut butter and go to my workout with that. Cause I just need something small. I don't want the full yogurt and the fibers and the granola and the nuts. Yeah. And then I'll go to my workout and I'll have the granola, the yogurt after. Okay. However, if my workout wasn't going to be till 11 AM, then I'm going to have the yogurt probably at nine. Right. And I'll have Got a full it. hour, hour and a half between when I finish it and when I'm yeah. working. Yeah. So you have to think about getting rid of sort of this ultimatum and timing. Yeah. The earlier the workout, the smaller the meal might be. I was just going to say, out. if I wake up super early, I take a handful of like um, pistachios. 
I yeah. cram my mouth with water. I go to the class, then I eat when I come back because I'm not Perfect. really hungry, but I am not a hangry, good workout person either. Like if I get hungry in the middle of the workout, it ruins it for me. So those handful of knots will hold me over for the hour long class or the hour long workout or whatever it is, just enough to get me to the mush, to the eggs, to whatever that thing well, is. Well, you after. just brought up a really important point, which is a lot of people will say, I'm not hungry in the morning before my workout. But then what happens is their hunger switch happens like mid-workout and then they're ravenous and then they feel weak and then the rest of their workout isn't great because they're hungry they're starving they're shaky and yeah. it's because they weren't hungry before they started so they didn't eat anything but once they started working out yeah they got very hungry it's almost and like i force it just because i know i'm gonna get hungry right yeah, because i wake up forcing yourself to have a massive meal that's gonna no. make you feel sick you're yeah. eating a few you know on the ride and that's what people need to think about where i get really sort of frustrated frustrated is probably not the right word, but where I get frustrated with hearing these things is when people will be like, well, I don't want to eat because like, I want to burn more fat or I want to lose more See, weight. And, and that's the thing. People are trained that way to think like if they're in an empty stomach, they're going to like, their body is like magically going to burn more fat. If anything, I feel like I used to think it's the opposite. I'm like, the body's going to be like, I'm so starved. I'm going to hold on to some of this stuff in case you don't give me food for a while. That's the way I looked at it. See, that's the image. Not taking away my food. Um, <laughs> well, you know, that would be assuming that our metabolism is a acute, fast-reacting system. It's not. It's a learned system. It's a developing system that we continue to either slow or speed up with the changes that we make to our diet and our workouts, but over time. So this idea of burning more fat by being fasted is not actually true. You don't it's burn a myth. more fat. It's a myth. It's It comes from, a, it's reduced from bigger concepts in how our body uses fats for fuel. If you're fat adapted versus carb adapted, that makes a bigger difference. In you know, you'll read things about metabolism where it's like, if you do a HIIT workout, you'll burn more calories for the next 24 hours than you would if you did a straight cardio workout. Well, sure, there's a greater metabolic demand in certain heart rate zones. That's absolutely true. But you don't then lose more weight by restricting calories and increasing burn. So calorie deficit is ultimately a form of weight loss. But when you hit a weight plateau or you're not seeing changes to your body, you're probably not in the correct form of calorie deficit. You're probably eating too little and working out too much. So, okay, so we talked a little bit about the food. Now, let's say, I know other questions that I saw the other day. Is it better to do your cardio first thing in the morning? If you can, I'm not saying you have to, but if you have a choice, is it better to do your cardio in the morning? Is there something about where your body is after it wakes up and you just have that little piece of toast or you have the handful of knots and you go do the cardio? Is it better for your body Is in the long run? Or does it not really matter? Because Listen, we're going to know that working out overall, it's more important. So if you have to work out at any point of the day versus not do that. But let's just say you have a choice, right? Because I always mm -hmm. like to explain it, not to be like, okay, you just have to do it then because it's not, nothing is absolute, right? Correct. You treat me so well. I'm so proud. Um, some is better than none. If you can only get your workout in at 5 p.m., well, then get your workout in at 5 yeah. p.m. 
But if you have the option, cardio is better in the first half of the day. And one of the reasons that, that this is, is because when you think about your sleep curve and your cortisol curve and stress, right? Our cortisol is highest in the morning and it should be the lowest in the evening. Cortisol is a stress uh, hormone. Now exercise increases cortisol naturally and we want it to because our body is responding to a stress. Ultimately a good stress is exercise, but nonetheless cortisol still rises. Yeah. So if you're working out in the evening, what sometimes happens is you're increasing the cortisol and it can actually disrupt your sleep. And your yeah, you're going to be all wound up. I mean, for me, that's what happens. Or even if you're not wound up, you're you're tired, but your body's cortisol level Correct. still spiked. And then it's harder to fall asleep, yeah. right? Now, now then you're in that space where you're exhausted, but you just can't seem to get to sleep. So I believe if you are able to, it is better to do your cardio training in the first half of the day. And that could be said for strength training as well. The difference might be somebody who is doing something more restorative, like a yoga class that might actually decrease cortisol. It could be argued that because it is so uh, meditative and restorative, it could actually help calm those high cortisol levels. Got it. So sometimes people will put their yoga classes Sometimes they do it in the morning too, but sometimes you'll see them in the second half of the day because it actually does bring a restorative calming sense to them. So you want to think about the type of workout. If it's a fast paced, high intensity cardio lifting, like, yeah, if you have the capacity to do that in the first half of the day, it's a better idea yeah. for sure. Let's say you're doing it at night. Um, how many hours do you think after you do it at night, would it take your body to like sort of like level itself back down to like a normal cortisol level, right? Yeah, and so this is actually a good one because then sometimes people will ask me like, well, I don't want to like eat before bed, but I work out from seven to eight and Correct. then I need to eat after I work out. So then I'm eating at like 8.30 or nine, but then I want to go to sleep at 10. And so all of a sudden we're in this situation predicament where it's like, what do I do? So the answer there, 100% of the time is you eat after your workout. You mm -hmm. do not do a hard workout at five, six, seven, eight p.m. and then go and to then bed go on an empty stomach and yeah. not repair that. Yeah. Although I generally say it's not a good idea to eat before bed, in that situation, it is a better idea to eat before bed than to not eat at all after you've worked out. So could you have the dinner ready so that you can, you know, you spare some of the time on the end? Could you make the dinner just more dialed in? and not so big sure there's there's ways that we can yeah. adjust for it but it's never a good idea to work out in the latter half of the day and then not eat afterwards it's just never a good idea yeah. now here's another common question that comes off of this all the time what about if i'm intermittent fasting right People you love always, that <laughs> well because they always say like well if i can only eat for eight hours like how do i figure out when i'm going to work out because if i work out in the morning at seven and i'm fasting then I'm done with my workout at 8.30, but I'm not allowed to eat until 11 or 12, right? Or if they, so like, there's always this sort of situation where people want to figure out, I have to do a workout, but I'm also intermittent fasting. So I only want to eat within an but eight But intermittent fasting is eight hours. So it doesn't yes. matter when you start the eight hours, as long as you just keep it inside the eight hours. Correct. But most people don't want their eight hours to end at 4 p.m. because it's Correct. very hard to not eat the second half of the day. Yeah. Most people want their intermittent fasting window 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. I eat at five o'clock, so I'm good. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, I'm in bed by 7.30. I'm the worst. Yeah, but you're not good because what if your workout this morning, you're going to go work out at 8.15 a.m. Yeah. So what if you're intermittent fasting? What do you do with your food? Well, if I was working out at 8.30, that means I'll be home by 
So it finishes at 9 30. I'm home by 10. I'll eat by 10 30. So then 10, 30, 11, 30, 12, 30, 1, 30, 2, 30, 3, 30, 4, 30, 5, 30. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, ideally, yeah. Listen, I'm not like, if I'm going to do intermittent fasting, like I would probably be doing like yoga later in the day, right? Like I don't, I don't like follow that as like a daily thing, right? Like for me sure. and I, or maybe I wouldn't be doing an intense workout. Like that's just me personally, right? Like right, I know- it is a question that people don't know what to do with because yeah. most people have to do their workout early in the morning their, before they go to work. Yeah, around their work yeah. schedule. I get that. Which either no, I, means early, early or later. Yeah, most people, right? That means that their eating window is going to be more difficult because they're figuring it out around their work. See, my question is also this, this is where my head goes to. I'm like, why are you intermittent fasting? Well, because everybody wants to feel like, like there's something that's going to make that that's, this is it. This is the change. But do you and know that, what I mean? Like, that's where I go. Like, I'm like, wait, so if you're like being super active and working out and being and, and knowing what you're eating, your carbs, your this, then it's like, do you really need to do that? Because you're already doing it all right. Your body's going to respond no matter what. Yeah, but that's saying that people aren't emotionally connected to wanting to change things or a quick answer or bad habits, right? So um, the, the bigger thing is that intermittent fasting is very well studied and we know it can be really beneficial. But just like I said earlier, where the food eating after a workout is more important at nighttime than not eating after the workout and going to sleep hungry, right? That's yeah. 100% of the time. Well, my feelings on intermittent fasting are you need to take inventory of your lifestyle and your day, and it might not work for you. If you're somebody who has a 14 hour day that is spanned end to end with work, workouts, children, like this might not be the right plan for you. Yeah. And you need to evaluate if it's going to negatively affect you because you're not eating around your workouts just because you're thinking conceptually about it being better. Yeah, that would stress me out. And I think that would be so much worse, right? Like, in- And for some people, it's not a great plan. Other people who have a lifestyle that it fits into, it's phenomenal. Correct. It's I know many people that do it, but they don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. to work out. They don't have those... Like they can work out in the middle yes, of the day. Right. And correct. So you have to, like now when I take someone who literally has a 12 or 14 hour work day, like it's not, the, it's not the right option for them. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention going back to like the early workouts and like uh, cortisol levels, it's like one thing I do notice. And I've, I've said this to you when I was having my sleepless nights and I couldn't work out because I was so tired, you know, the, the cycle that I found myself in was that, if I forced myself to work out, I would feel so much better, you know? And like, that's the thing that sometimes it's hard for people to realize. Cause like, they're like, Oh, I didn't sleep. I'm not going to work out. I'm just going to stay in bed. That makes it so much worse. And I just went through that where I just could not get out of my own exhaustion cycle because the, the sleepless nights, I didn't force myself. Once I put myself back into the routine of, go, of doing something, even for just 30 minutes, it changed and it actually made me sleep better, mm. right? So it's just like, it's pushing through, just like starting a new diet. It's like any new routine you start, is going to be a little hard at the beginning. And I never think about it in the terms like you just said it. And I, the yoga at night always, anything warm always will soothe me. 
but that's about it like i can't do anything any other type of exercise because then i'm the one that's walking around i'm like ready to go you know which is great i guess if i want to go out for that night then i should definitely do a high intensity workout and well, then go out let's talk about sleeplessness for a minute because this is um something that plagues many 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 people um the truth is if you have if you have insomnia or if you're experiencing insomnia or if you're somebody who is not getting enough sleep and i mean like you're pushing like three four five hours then doing high intensity workouts is probably not a good idea because okay. anytime you're sleep deprived your cortisol is going up anytime you try and do a high intensity workout your cortisol is going up that means we're stressing both ends and we're not restoring it because you're not sleeping wait explain that, that. how is the cortisol going up while you're sleepless can you explain me that because cortisol is the wake hormone cortisol is a stress hormone it's highest in the morning when we were awake okay. and it's lowest in the evening when we're asleep or it's 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 low it's when more we're like dormant per se or something right like and that. so the cortisol curve is sort of what what we look at when we're thinking about sleep wake cycles. If you're somebody who's staying up very late or unable to fall asleep, you're decreasing that window of cortisol being low and therefore being more restorative. So you're putting higher amounts of cortisol in your wake time. So that doesn't mean if you're somebody who's struggling with insomnia or has lower sleep that you should not have any movement. Amory's absolutely right. You do are likely to feel better if you are moving, but that's where your exercises should be adjusted. You shouldn't sleep for three hours and then wake up and take a, a boot camp class. Yeah, no, maybe like a nice walk, maybe. Yeah, walking, yoga. hiking, yoga, yeah. something that is more restorative in those moments because you don't want to, A, risk injury or worse fatigue or, you know, cortisol, adrenal exhaustion. So it's not that you should forego movement and workouts. It's that if you're somebody who's, you know, running six miles a day, but you're not sleeping, you might want to stop running. And we might want to shift that over to walking and yoga to help reduce some of that cortisol, help the sleep patterns. And then we get back into those later on. And you just touched on something that I want to talk about next time. And I know we've covered it, but I think it never hurts to go over things again, because again, we're all not <laughs> as knowledgeable as you are, but you mentioned cortisol and adrenals, which is like, you know, that's where it ultimately hits you, right? And that's where it gets, everything gets affected. Because I said, I even said to you, I'm like, do you think something's wrong with my adrenal system? Because <laughs> th I'm yes, not sleeping, did. right? Like, I think yeah. I used the right- Meanwhile, like, it was a completely different cause, but yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, I think that this is actually the start of like many more episodes because this is very, you know, we always like to sort of, make it where everyone can fit in it and unfortunately not we can't all fit into that one space no, but well, let me just before we end let me just say something on that adrenal glands are your stress glands they are the glands in our body that is responsible for reacting to stressors extreme stressors and daily stressors epinephrine norepinephrine cortisol all of these things it, without adrenal function you die But most people, when we're talking about adrenals, we're talking about the function of the adrenal, just you know, the ability to manage stress. And what I see is the biggest mistake people make in their life, their health, their fitness, and their journey is not minding how much stress is in their life from things around them. So they're pushing through and pushing through and they're not giving attention to or credit to when stress is affecting them and they could be unaware, right? So for example, without getting into too much. I know we only have a minute left. If you're living in this world right now, yeah. you're already in a higher stress 
mentality than normal, whether it's coming off of the pandemic or, or facing war and, and, you know, tumultuous relationships in the world. Like these are stressful times. Yes. We have to be mindful that we may all be experiencing that physiologically and not aware of it and therefore need to adjust for our sleep, our diet, our exercise, your diet, your exercise, your sleep. They're just, they're not just a manifestation of, you know, what time you put your head on the pillow, what you eat that morning and which class you choose, but it's also paying attention to the world around you and making sure that you adjust for those things because that is going to make your body respond better. Well, we talked about that the other day because I said to you, I'm not, I haven't turned my TV on and I won't Mm -hmm. like, because I know now it affects me. I know that sometimes I can handle it. Sometimes I can't. Like during the pandemic, I was kind of like, okay, watching the news and like, it didn't really like deprive me of sleep. I worried, but I slept. Now I don't. So I said, I can watch those videos. I, you know, like, it's not that I'm unaware of what's happening in the world. It's not that I'm like not caring about it, but ultimately if I don't take care of myself, then how can I well, but even that's help, just it. You know? You're managing your stress levels based on what's happening around you. And I think people need to think about that when they're thinking about diet, weight, exercise, goals, adrenals, right? Yeah. So like it goes back to more than just should I have mush before my workout? It's like, well, what was your sleep quality like and all of those things? So there's yeah. plenty of episodes that we can talk on. But to sum all of today up, you should not lift weights without eating beforehand. And you should never go more than an hour after working out, whether it's strength or cardio, without eating. Yeah. And under no circumstances ever, ever, ever should you ever do any form of workout without hydrating. Absolutely the worst idea ever. Okay. Well, there you have it. <laughs> just Those like the rules that for today, everybody. I love how we just pick up like we never left back <laughs> in our groove. Basically. All right. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued.